one of your brain's primary goals is for you to keep things the same. And if you realize that you're way more talented than you're concluding you are, then you're gonna go for things and stretch yourself and it's gonna feel scary. There is a battle that often unfolds between what your heart desires, what you, you, know, you deeply desire within you and what you know to be true on a deeper level and what your brain wants. That is when your career gets a bajillion times better because you stop aiming too low and you stop hiding and you begin taking risks. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Jess. I'm the host and creator of this show. And I have been doing this for a while. Three and a half years now I've been podcasting. And I also coach women. I'm a career coach for ambitious women who want to elevate and rise up in their careers. And I support women in doing that by helping them become more confident, by helping them become super powerful communicators, and by helping them get on a career path that has upward mobility and growth potential. I get so excited about that work. And today's episode is on probably my favorite topic ever. I was going to say one of my favorite topics, but nope, this is my favorite topic of all time. And this is the topic of mindset. Mindset changed my life. Everything about my life is different since I discovered mindset and started really opening my mind up and opening my brain up to the idea that I can change my beliefs, I can change what I think about myself, I can change my relationship with myself, I can change my confidence. As soon as I really let these concepts in and opened myself up to mindset work, my career started to move forward more quickly. I stopped making decisions just to like make other people happy and make decisions based on, you know, calculating like what are other people going to think of me? I started pursuing the things that I want. I started creating more and more success in my life. And so for me, I have to share this with you. It's foundational to the coaching work I do. It's at the center of my work. It's the reason I believe that my coaching, my podcast, my programs, everything I do is different than a lot of uh, like professional development stuff and coaching and things that are out there because I don't just focus on the surface level because I know that if you just focus on the surface level, you miss the opportunity for real change and you often stay stuck. And if you're if you feel like you're in a cycle of staying stuck, this might be why. It might be because you're going too surface level. And so today we're going to be talking about mindset, which is beneath the surface. And here's why it's tricky is because mindset is intangible. So you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before, or maybe you haven't, depending on what episodes you've listened to. But pretty much my work can be divided into skills and mindset. So skills are the very tangible, practical actions that you get better and better at taking. So an example of a skill 
is the skill of knowing how to address your audience when kicking off a meeting in a way that grabs their attention, in a way that makes them listen to you and see you as an authority. There are specific language and specific communication tools and specific words you want to use in your sentence to gain that credibility and gain the attention of your audience. That is a skill, right? I tell you how to do it and you go do it. Very tangible, very, very simple. Mindset is all the shit that goes on inside your mind. All of the emotions, the feelings, the imposter syndrome, the doubt, the self-criticism. Literally, you could learn zero new skills and just grow your mindset and you would experience exponential change. And the irony is that most people get so overly focused on skills because they think that's where all the change is gonna happen. They think I need to learn how to speak better, I need to learn this communication skill and that communication skill. And while those skills matter, you have to pair them with mindset work because you could know intellectually how to speak in a way that's compelling, but if you don't know how to move through the doubt, it's going to be hard for you to actually use those skills and speak because your brain is going to want you to stay quiet or, you know, speak in your old familiar patterns that feel comfortable to you because it's going to feel too scary to take up all that space. So mindset work fuels your ability to actually take all the skills that you're learning and put them into action. And I am so excited about today's episode because we're going deeper into mindset work. And I really want to help you understand what it is and why it is so important. And I want to help you get started on your journey of taking mindset more seriously, putting it front and center of your growth journey. If you do that and you put it front and center and you commit to being open-minded and open to change and open to questioning your own beliefs, you will grow so much faster. So let's dive in. Here's how I want you to think about mindset. I came up with this really wacky analogy, but it is the best way that I know how to explain to you how our brain works and why we create so much, so many barriers for ourselves that aren't real barriers, that we're just perceiving our barriers. So here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine a black cardboard box and it's all closed up, right? Now on one side of the box, there's little slots, like little horizontal slots, lots of them for input. So you can like slide, I want you to imagine sliding slivers of paper into the box. So you slide slivers into the box. And then I want you to imagine that on the very opposite side of the box, there's just one slot and the box spits out one sliver of paper. So there's one side where there's all these holes and you can put papers into the box, and then the box spits out one piece of paper from the single slot on the opposite side. So imagine like a diagram of input-output, right? So imagine like a square, and there's an arrow that says input, and you could put lots of inputs into this black box, and then the black box will, it will generate an output. So, The way that our brains work, and I'm going to have you do a little experiment to like help you play with this and help you really see this. The way that our brains work is that we can't process all of the facts and the information that are around us on a daily basis consciously. 
because it's too much information. So I want you to imagine, we'll use an example. I want you to imagine that you go to a party, right? Now there are all these different facts that you experience at the party. There's wine, there's a table with cookies, there's a cheese plate, there's 17 people, you run into an old coworker, the lighting is dark, it's hard to find parking, you go into the party, there's music, there's DJ. Like, think of every little detail about this party. That's a lot of information, right? So I want you to imagine every detail about this party, the lighting, the food, the people, the experience, who you talk to, where you go, where you stand, where you sit, do you dance? Every little thing is a little sliver of paper that gets and put into this black box through the input slivers that I mentioned, right? Like there's little holes in this box and you're putting papers in the hole. So one paper says like there's 17 people at the party. One paper says they're playing 90s music. One paper says there's really good wine. One paper says there's a cheese plate. Can you tell that I love cheese plates and wine? (laughs) So anyway, your brain takes in all that information. So this black box is analogous to your brain in this analogy. But your brain takes in all of this information. And then I want you to imagine you get home and your partner or roommate or friend says, how was the party? And you say the party was great. It was so much fun. Now, you didn't say every single fact about the party. You didn't talk about every single little detail of the people and the wine and the plates and the drinks and the music and the dancing and whatever. You took all of that information and you synthesized it into it was fun, right? It was a good party. So I want you to imagine all those slivers of paper entered into the box and one piece of paper was spit out by the box and that one piece of paper said... It was a good party. Now, this conclusion is based on all of those facts. And this is how our brains work. And this is how we as humans make sense of the plethora of information that we are taking in on a daily basis. So I want you to imagine that our brain is this box and it is constantly taking in all of these facts, all of these facts, right, through all those holes on the input side of the box. And we make sense of all this information and we draw broader sweeping conclusions based on the information. We can't keep track of every single piece of information. So if we go to a party and someone asks us how it was, we are not going to describe all 250 things that we noticed at the party. We're going to boil it down to a conclusion. And we are constantly doing this in different places and different situations in our lives because otherwise our brains wouldn't be able to compute. Like we don't have the cognitive processing power to be on top of all of these different facts. So our brain takes all of these facts and boils them down into conclusions. So I want you to imagine with this box, all of these slivers of paper get input into the box and then the box spits out a conclusion. And if you want to make this into like a fun experiment that you can do to help yourself understand why it's hard for us to take in so much information all at once and why our brain just kind of spits out things, I want you to find like a bookshelf that is filled with books, right? If you're doing this, by the way, you're going to want to pause this and do this because otherwise Like if you listen through it and then go back and do it later, it might kind of spoil it for you. I mean, I guess it'll still work. You can try it. Let me know. But I want you to find um, either a bookshelf 
or just a place like in your house or where you are that has a lot of objects. Maybe it's like a cup filled with like lots of pens or like I said, lots of books on a shelf. Maybe it's a desk covered in papers, just something where there's a lot of different objects. Let's go with the bookshelf as the example for for this. I want you to look at the bookshelf and just look at it. And you can clearly see that it's a bookshelf, right? Like you can see there's a bunch of books on it and you're like, okay, cool, it's a bookshelf. Now, I want you to try to look at every single book all at once. I want you to look at every single book on the bookshelf at once. Now you might notice that that's not possible, right? Like you might notice that when you do that, your eyes are bouncing from one book to another And you can't look at every single book all at once. But before, when I told you to just go look at the bookshelf, you just looked at the bookshelf and you were like, it's a bookshelf. But then when I tell you, look at every single book all at once, your brain's like, ah, too much information, too much coming in, cannot compute. I strongly suggest that you do this so you can experience this for yourself and you can watch how it's really easy to just look at the bookshelf and look at all the books together, but it's really hard to look at each book at once. This is your brain doing exactly what I was talking about, right? It's taking a bunch of information and it's boiling it down to something simpler. So instead of your brain being like, well, there are 20 books and I'm going to list them all out in like from the beginning book to the end book on the bookshelf. No, we're just going to be like, this is a bookshelf, right? We're going to simplify it. We're going to take away all the detail. We're not going to look at every single book at once, but we can look at it collectively at a high level and be like, this is a bookshelf. Just like with the party example, you're not going to talk about every single thing at the party, but you're going to be like, it was a fun party. And you might go into a little more detail and say like, yeah, there was dancing um, and there were good drinks, but you're not going to be like, there were four bottles of wine on the table and one was half empty and most of the music was 90s and I liked every single song except one, right? Like, there's so much detail there. We cannot, we cannot possibly capture it all. So here's where this gets complicated. So I've kind of already explained to you that our brain is taking in all this information. So we have all this input going into this black box that I talked to you about, and then it spits out an output. (laughs) Here's where things get fucked up. And my podcast is becoming more and more explicit over time. I realize it's very important for me to curse on my podcast because then, you know, when I'm with clients, I want them to know that like this is who I am. And so I'm trying to, you know, not censor myself as much on here. I'll mark this as explicit when I upload it. But here's why this is so fucked up is because all the inputs come into our brain, but the output that it spits out is not always accurate. I repeat, the output that our brain spits out, our brain's interpretation of all of the facts around us is not always objectively, factually correct. This is so important. And if you allow this to sink in, it will change your life. So our brain takes all these details and all these facts, all these inputs, and it spits out an output. It spits out a conclusion. Now, Like I said, this process isn't perfect. In fact, it's wildly imperfect. So let's look as an example at a really common conclusion that a lot of people's brains spit out from the output, like the output side of the box. A really common conclusion, a really common output 
that comes from a lot of people's brains is I am not good at my job. I am not good at my job. This is an interpretation. This is not an objective fact. The facts that feed into this conclusion are long and vast. The number of facts, the number of objective facts that determine how good you are at your job are too many for you to actually consciously think about and compute all of them. There's how much experience you have. There's what happened yesterday at work and the day before that and the day before that, right? There's your education and what happened in those rooms. And then there's how you took the knowledge you learned and applied it to work. And then there's how long you've been learning new skills on the job and how long you've been repeating old skills and how many new skills you've been exposed to and how much feedback you've gotten and how much better you've gotten at things and how many results you've gotten and how many times you've gotten stuck and gotten yourself unstuck and how many times you've tried something new and done it well versus tried something new and failed at it, right? Like there's a lot (laughs) of stuff that happens In your job, lots of facts that ladder into the conclusion of how good or bad you are at your job. And so when you say, I am bad at my job, that is your brain spitting out a conclusion. However, what happened inside that black box, I made it a black box for a reason, is deletion, exaggeration, and distortion. Your mind is going to put too much weight on certain certain facts and not enough weight on other facts and your mind is going to completely just forget certain facts right so there might be facts that support the reality that you are good at your job that your brain will literally forget i have made clients laugh in a one-on-one coaching session because they will tell me about their imposter syndrome, we will talk about it, right? And I will start asking them questions and we will start uncovering some of the facts that their brain was deleting or distorting. And we'll look at that dissonance of like, I'm bad at my job. I just got the best performance review ever. I'm bad at my job. I was just promoted and given a raise. I'm bad at my job. My manager just let me know two days ago how much I'm growing and how proud they are of me. So the way that you feel and the conclusion that your mind spits out of that black box is not necessarily an objective interpretation based on the full set of facts. It's a subjective interpretation, not even based on an accurate set of facts. It's based on, like I said, distortions and ignoring things and putting too much weight on certain things that happen inside that black box. So all those pieces of paper that I told you that enter into the side of the box, once they're in the box, like shit happens in the box, right? So I want you to imagine, let's just simplify it, right? Like let's just say there are 10 facts about you that support whether or not you're good at your job. Let's just make this up. There are 10 different skills required in your job. And let's just say that you have an objective score for all 10 skills and eight out of 10 skills, you score nine out of 10. And there's one skill where you're like a five out of 10 and then one skill that's really hard for you and you're like a three out of 10. So all 10 skills will go in the box. <laughs> and then the eight skills that you're good at, like those eight slivers of paper will just like burn up and fizzle up. 
And the other two skills that you struggle with will blow up and get really big. And then the box will just spit out this distortion that you are not good at your job. So the reason that I'm walking you through this is because mindset work is when you challenge the conclusions that you draw, the interpretations that you make, the thoughts that you have that are not cold, hard facts. It's when you're willing to step back, notice them in your mind, slow down, look at them, and question them. And the reason why this is so powerful is not just because you do it one time and then you notice that the conclusion that you're drawing about yourself, like the negative conclusion you're drawing about yourself actually isn't based in reality. It's not just that you do it one time and you feel a sense of relief and you're like, oh, that's not real, right? That's just my brain like doing its weird ass thing. But what's more important is then you learn to catch your brain pulling these shenanigans on you all of the time. Because the more you do this work, the more you see the patterns. The more you watch this black box, the more you see like, wait a minute, I put 10 things into the box. I put eight good things in and I put two bad things in and the box just spit out that it's bad. That doesn't make sense. You watch that happen over and over. Eventually, you're going to get better at seeing the box spit out something negative and being like, that's the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. Like that can't possibly be right or possibly be true. And then you begin to question your own limited perception of yourself. This is how you begin to dissolve limiting beliefs, right? This is how you begin to question the negative perceptions that you have about yourself. Because the more you slow down to look at them and the more you find one belief or two beliefs or one negative thought or two negative thoughts that don't seem to line up with reality, then the more you're onto the whole system and the more you're like, oh, like this box doesn't work, right? Like this box distorts everything negatively. And what's so beautiful about that is then you stop making career decisions based on things that the box is spitting out that aren't true. When the box tells you that you are not good at your job because it has burned up all the evidence that you are good at your job, you don't go for the things you really want. You don't pursue promotions. You don't stretch yourself. You don't challenge yourself. You stay small. You might stay underpaid. You might be overworking. You might stay in roles you hate, right? You might not be on the path that you actually want to be on, not because of your capabilities, but because you're not onto the box and how distorted the conclusions are that it spits out. And this, I know so many of you are thinking, you're thinking like, Jess, you don't know me. Like, I'm really not good at my job. And this is where I say, well, like, if you're going to tell me that you're not good at your job and that your black box spits out accurate conclusions, then what you need to do is go look at all the facts that were put into the box and be like the facts line up with the conclusion. So if you can show me that you've gotten reviews that you're not performing well enough, if you can show me that you're routinely getting stuck and not getting unstuck and not able to achieve results in your role, if you can show me that you're not delivering what's expected, then I will say your box works. It's spitting out an accurate conclusion. 
But 99% of the time, when I investigate this with my clients, there's a lot of inputs that were going into the box that their brains were deleting or distorting or even just forgetting. And so mindset work is when you get onto this pattern of thinking and it requires so much courage and so much commitment and so much audacity because your brain wants to uphold its conclusions. So this box (laughs) doesn't want you to challenge its conclusions. So when this box spits out a truth and it says, you are not good at your job, it does not want you to know that it is inaccurate. It does not want you to know that that conclusion is inaccurate because one of your brain's primary goals is for you to keep things the same. And if you realize that you're way more talented than you're concluding you are, than like what the box is spitting out, then you're going to go for things and stretch yourself and it's going to feel scary. And your brain doesn't want you to stretch yourself. It doesn't want all that scary stuff. So it wants you to stay in the same thoughts because they're keeping you in the same place. But a part of you doesn't want to be in that same place again. So you have a conflict, right? On the one hand, you want to reach your full potential and aim for more. And on the other hand, your brain doesn't want you to change or go do anything scary. And so there is a battle that often unfolds between what your heart desires, what you, you know, you deeply desire within you and what you know to be true on a deeper level and what your brain wants, which is why with mindset work, with going for more, with changing things, with, with, you know, breaking out of all these patterns, you have to be super committed because your brain's going to fight back and it's going to find all the excuses why you shouldn't do it. And it's going to pull all the shenanigans to talk you out of it. And if you're not prepared for that, you're going to be like, no, I really am bad at my job. But like, this really just isn't going to work. Like, I tried challenging my beliefs and it's really just not working. That's going to happen. That's why you need to be like, wait, (laughs) just told me this would happen. This is part of the path. My job is to keep challenging these self-imposed limitations and keep going. I love mindset work because it puts the power back in your hands. You get to step back and come to a true perspective about your talents and what is possible for you. And once you get there and once you commit to taking action based on that perspective, that is when your career gets a bajillion times better because you stop aiming too low and you stop hiding and you begin taking risks. And yes, it's scary and it requires you to exit your comfort zone, and it's not necessarily easy to do. That's why I do what I do. That's why coaching is so useful, because it's very hard to break out of all of that on your own, but it is absolutely possible. So as a takeaway for this episode, I want you to identify one story that the black box is spitting out that you are going to consistently challenge for the next month or even three months. Let's give it 90 days. Commit 90 days that for the next 90 days, you're taking this one negative story that the black box of your brain is spitting out, and you're going to be collecting evidence both for and against it. Grab a notebook and create two columns, evidence that this belief is true in one on one side and evidence that this belief is not true on the other side. And for 90 days, I want you to add every piece of evidence you're collecting to both columns. And at the end of the 90 days, or you can do 30 days, choose what feels best for you. But at the end, I want you to look at it and say, based on the evidence, what do I think is true? This is going to reveal so much to you about your own thinking and your own mindset. And it's going to get you started on a super powerful journey. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here. If you want to go deeper into this, if mindset work is something that you want to be part of your growth journey, this is at the heart of the work that I do. This is at the heart of how I coach my one-on-one clients, and this is at the heart of the curriculum that we follow inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I know that if you only focus on the surface and you get too focused on the surface and you don't do the work with your brain to identify some of the narratives, the false negative limiting narratives that your brain is generating, if you don't consistently come back to looking at that and shifting that, it will take over your life and it will limit your career in such drastic ways. And it is hard, hard, hard to do mindset work and shift your beliefs alone in a vacuum because your brain is stubborn as all hell and doesn't always want you to change. That is why being in a coaching program and having someone, a coach or an entire community supporting you and doing it alongside with you is so much easier and so much more feasible because you have another person's mind who can spot what's going on with you and help you stay on track and you have the emotional support that you need to actually take steps forward and exit your comfort zone when it comes time to do that. Because guaranteed, guaranteed as you expand, as you take steps out of your comfort zone, as you identify some of the mindset barriers that are keeping you small and you try to overcome them, your brain is going to go into resistance and it's going to want you to stop. I will make sure you don't stop. I will make sure you keep going so that you can get to the other side because on the other side is the job you want, the career you want, the confidence you want, the powerful feelings that you want. All of that is on the other side and so it's worth it to take the journey to get there. To learn how to work with me one-on-one, head over to jessgazitcoaching.com slash coaching. And to learn how you can join my group program, head over to jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy. I am so excited to be here. This was such a fun episode. I hope you're having an incredible day and I will catch you next week. Bye.